All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan today, I am so excited. Mike McCann, the real estate man himself from Philadelphia, is here. An amazing honor, Mike. I cannot wait to jump in. Thank you, Greg. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, this is and great. And you said it with the jingle. I am Mike McCann, the real estate man. <laughs> Love this. All Downtown the Philadelphia, Keller all, Williams, Philly. All the listeners who are in there are thinking, yes, we're going to put the jingle out. We'll put a link down below, something along those lines. But Mike, I unique, mean, you, Unique marketing position. It's been my name since 1992. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, Mike, but this is, this is insane because when we're talking about just your, your longevity and consistency in, in the community of real estate and especially in the markets that you service, absolutely through the roof, incredible. I mean, number one, when it comes to that for 32 years, Mike, and, and we'll dive deep into that. And I, I, everybody, I don't want to hype this up more than I've already done. So I just can't wait to jump in. So Mike, if you're ready, let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about yourself. So I am Mike McCann, the real estate man. I'm in downtown Philadelphia. It's an urban environment, um, birthplace of America, right by Independence Hall, um, the Liberty Bell. Um, we're a big sports town, although not always too successful. Anyway, so um, I've been in real estate for 30, June of 86, so almost 34 years. Wow. Um, and I have been the, the number one agent in Philadelphia every year since 1988. And I'm proud of that because it's consistency. Mm -hmm. um, I since about a year and four months ago moved from Berkshire Hathaway Prudential for 27 years over to Keller Williams. Wow. Um, I was the number one agent in, Keller, uh, in Berkshire Hathaway hmm. um, from 2001 until, until I left in 18. Wow. Uh, in Keller Williams, I'm not. I think I'm 25 or something like that. <laughs> so so that, that, that's good for me because, you know, when, when you play ping pong, you want to play somebody better. Awesome. And so now I'm uh, there. Um, so 33 years, I do have a team of um, 20 agents and seven full-time support assistants. It's grown slow and steady over the years. I love real estate. Um, I give back to real estate. And one of the key things, I, was, I came from nothing. I started from nothing. I didn't know anybody. I, I wasn't even comfortable in that environment that I was in because I'd moved to there. Um, or I, but I just looked at people in the business and I said, wow. If they can do it, I could do it. And I learned early on that real estate is a cooperating business. So I said, I want to be the most cooperative agent in the more, have the best reputation in the marketplace. Wow. I want to be the most knowledgeable. So I continue to educate myself early in the day or early in those years. And I want to um, work the smartest and hardest. And those are the three fundamentals that allow, has allowed me to maintain and grow actually the gap's grown and grown and grown being the top agent and it's not about top age not i'm number one it's yeah. about helping more people impacting people's lives wow mike i mean when you when you talk about that you're setting the standard in the bar for so many people who are watching and listening and and really understanding your craft and constantly learning and surround yourself with greatness and 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 really to be able to produce the the highest value product and service to everybody who's around you i, I want to rewind just a little bit when it came down to that 
what got you into the business in the first place, Mike? Because real estate isn't always the first dream job of anybody or career path to go down. So what, what sparked it for you and, you know, kind of to where you are today? Well, it's funny. I, I always wanted to be successful hmm. and um, come out from where I was kind of born. And I never knew what I wanted to do, but I was always the best worker. So when I was washing dishes at 11 years old through high school, I, I got promoted in that job um, because I was the best worker and they would keep moving me up, a prep man, then a cook. And, and, and then um, I went to college and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. This is a waste of time. So I left and I got a job in the sewers. I'm like, this isn't going to work. Right. So then I got a job selling vacuum cleaners door to door for three and a half years. Unreal. And that taught me, and this is 1920, 21. When the economy was at 21% interest rate, there were the gas lines. And, but that taught me entrepreneurship. I didn't know about real estate. I did that for three and a half years, became very successful, but I kind of burned out and it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Sure. Back in the hotel business. And then in 85, a couple of my friends started to buy real estate because interest rates dropped down from 18% to about 12%. So okay. the market was booming. Wow. And they took a course in real estate and they said, come on, Michael, come. I said, I don't have your money. I don't work for my dad's. I'm, I'm working in the hotel business. He said, just come. So I sat down in that class and within three, 30 seconds, I was like, oh my God, you can make commission selling real estate. Oh my God. And wow. I love people. And so when I saw that and then I saw the opportunities, I thought, this is what I always said to my mom when I was a kid. I said, mom, I wish I had a job where the harder you worked, the more money you can make. And that is real estate. Nobody can lay me off. Nobody can limit my income. Nobody can fire me. I am in control of my life. So the more I put into it, the more successful I can be. I love real estate. Today, I invest, I've always invested in myself, and that's through education, through commitment, through integrity, through being responsible. And then to grow my business and, and uh, is people, wow. having the best people. Hmm. So I've, like, I've an assistant 22 years, one 19 years, one 17 years, more than half my team's been with me more than a decade because I invest in people that are like-minded like me. So I'm, I'm jumping around, but no, what real estate was because it's to me, it's the, it's the, the last of the, uh, of the, the free market entrepreneurial system. I'm not going to get laid off. My income is directly based on my efforts and my knowledge and, and, and what I, you know, and what I do. So that's why I love it. Nobody, anybody can, if you, anybody can be successful in real estate. If I can do it, you can do it. Wow, I mean, the, the, the humility that, that you're saying into that, I mean, the, the amount of, of time and effort and knowledge and obviously everything that you've built into your career, it's been through stages and, and hard work. And, and I, I agree with what you're saying to a certain standpoint, but there are different, you know, abilities for people to really push those boundaries and, and having the thought process like, you know, as you were speaking with your mom and, and kind of going through is, you know, I'm looking for something that if I work more or harder or, or in these directions that I'm actually rewarded for it. And there's so few opportunities in life that way. And real estate is definitely one that I think mirrors a lot of life. You get back what you put into it and, yep. and, and not just our individual business, but the people that we put ourselves into as well. And the, the loyalty that you have with your staff, those decade plus people who've been on your team and with you, 
that speaks volumes about who you are as a man and how you treat the people that are around you. That's, that's absolutely incredible. And I want to segue into this because I think this is going to dive a little bit deeper for everybody out there who maybe doesn't know you as intimately this way, but Mike, what, what's your why or whys? I mean, what gets you excited every day out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? I mean, for this amount of time, I mean, it's incredible. What's your why? Well, okay. So that's changed over time. Initially, I got in real estate. I'm working in the hotel business. I have a wife and two children, a $40,000 house, and I was in debt. So it was to provide a living for my family and not to be limited by income. Once I started to to, to gain growth um, financially and I could eat no problem, food, housing, take care of the kids, all that stuff, the next level was to grow people and to help people. And even when I had nothing, I still gave freely, Greg. I still motivated people um, and helped people. And that's, that is the bit, the more you give, I know it sounds old and hokey or whatever. The more you give, the more you receive. And I don't give for, well, if I give this to you, you owe me a favor, Greg. No, I give more. Um, So, so it was to provide a, a good living for my family and then to never struggle financially. And then as that success grew, it's, it's becoming very important in people's lives. So my clients, they call me up. Like they rely on me for everything, mm-hmm. not everything, but they rely on me for, Mike, I need a good accountant. Mike, I need a contractor. Mike, I need it because I've been an important person in their life. Mm-hmm. I love that, Greg. Wow. I have helped so many people in the most important decision in their life, sell their home. I've helped many investors buy real estate and sell real estate, hold real. I've built mm-hmm. many millionaires through wealth, through real estate, wow. which I love to do. I love it with young people too. Hmm. I've helped many, many agents, whether they're on my team or not, grow successful businesses wow. with giving them the courage to hire their first assistant or to build a team or what to do when they're brand new. And I walk door to door, knocking doors, man. Sure. And um, so, so, so my big why today is, hmm. and the most important thing to do, me today is my team. And growing my t- team, and it's kind of why I went to Keller Williams because I feel that was the best move for the future of real estate. Um, the industry's changing a lot, sure. And I, I didn't, I don't want, didn't want Zillow, Redfin, those companies to take us over. And right. I saw a leader in Gary Keller, and this is not a you know Keller promotion. I'm just yeah. telling you my why. Yeah, was Gary Keller reminded me. Again, I was with Prudential for 27 years. I was mm-hmm. their golden boy. I loved them. But, but the Prudentials and the Caldwells kind of remind me, and some people might be mad. I'm sorry, but I, have to, I can only be me. I, yes. I am raw. Um, yes, Mike. Yeah, um, but they kind of remind me of Sears and Roebuck when I was a kid. They were mm-hmm. the big department stores, but they didn't innovate. Mm-hmm. And I see this Gary Keller as the industry's changing, um, investing a billion dollars in technology and, mm-hmm. and growing. And I thought, you know what? That reminds me of me because uh-huh. if anybody tried to take my team away or hurt my team, no matter what, I would be just growing and growing and growing. No one's going to take our role or take our position. So, right. so um, my big why today is growing my team and helping people and um, the young people that come into our office or new people that come, not even young people because we sure. have uh, uh, midlife people coming in our office. Um, so helping people every day. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. And that saying is so true where 
if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Wow. Um, well you know, uh, I, with this pandemic, I'm, I'm talking to people on the phone. Um, right now we can't leave our house in, in Pennsylvania. Okay. We are, we're the toughest state in the country. We can't wow. show an empty house. We can't, but I have been working as much as ever. I'm on zoom phone calls, texts, email from eight 15 till eight 15. I mean, that's just what <laughs> right. I'm doing. I'm, yeah. um, so anyway, no, but I mean, Mike, when you're talking about that and there, there's so much passion and, and, and really desire when it comes down to it, that's coming out of you. So hopefully if you're not watching this, uh, you can hear that in Mike's voice It's absolutely incredible and contagious that way. And, and obviously it's a big part of who you are and why you do what you do, which is why I love that particular question. Uh, when you're talking about growth, before we get into the next question, I do want to ask you something else. It's kind of off the cuff inside here, but uh, there's been some fresh news and some really exciting news on growth. And, and uh, if there's anything that you wouldn't mind announcing to the audience, uh, some, some big, big changes, Mike, or, or some good things anyway. So, so, so the one thing is, in, this is my fifth downturn. Hmm. And right now, the immediate response that I gave to this pandemic about two days before the shutdown I, I sent out a video to my 10,000 past clients and, mm -hmm. and then I sent out a video to our, to our office and um, emails also too, but I, I did video and I just said, right now is a shutdown. The most important thing is our health and well-being. Mm -hmm. So let's be, let's be safe and let's, let's be healthy. Love it. Um, that's the most, and if you need help, I am here to help. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're doing big charity. We're doing all kinds of things to help people. Um, that's the most important thing, having compassion for people that aren't as fortunate as you. Wow. Greg, I thank God every day that I have heat, hot water, food, a house to live in. Mm -hmm. I have never forgotten those fundamentals <laughs> of life where a lot of times people get success and then they think they're better than other people. Right. Um, that I have not forgotten. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, um, so uh, the, the point was in a down market, every mm -hmm. down market, I've come out of and I've gone to the next level wow. because I didn't give up. So for example, in 2018, I stood in front of my uh, assistants, I had six at that time. And I said, guys, I don't care if we don't sell a property for a year. I have your money in the bank. You're not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, we're going to increase our marketing. We're so I gave that and that, that radiated to my agents that we're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We might not be as easy, but we're going to, survive this and we're going to come out of it. And I reinvested, looked at my budgets, reinvested, didn't cut back, kept my people. And then as the market came up, I went to the next level. Um, and that's happened. This is my fifth one. Wow. So this one, my fifth one. So while we've been down for these six weeks, I've actually been negotiating to acquire um, a, a Keller Williams on the main line, which is a real estate office in the finest location in our area. Unreal. Um, I'm in downtown Philadelphia. It's an urban environment. Philly, if you've never been to Philly, if you haven't been to Philly in the last five or 10 years, you've never been to Philly. Wow. It is, it is an awesome, high energy. It's probably the second or third um, biggest population that lives in the downtown environment. Huh. So we have the fifth best, uh, fifth biggest um, millennial population <laughs> that are downtown. And we have empty nesters, people who lived in the suburbs their whole life. So you have arts, theater, great mm. restaurants, sports. It's very walkable. It's an historic city. So the energy is unbelievable. And it's it. expanded and it's, it's pretty affluent. But then mm. there's an area called the main line where it's the real money's always been. 
So I just acquired after 34, 33, 34 years in the bed, my first real estate office. Unreal. Um, yeah. And, and I would never have done that. Like I never, I had opportunities to do it. I never wanted to do it, but I moved to Keller Williams and I got a small equity position when I moved to Keller Williams, Philly, mm-hmm. a KW Philly, it's called. Um, and I saw the impact that I could have on people's lives wow. at a bigger level. Hmm. And now I'm keeping my team. My team's, there's 32 of us now because it's grown. Wow. They're not going anywhere. I mean, they're, they're my first love. They're my first family, but I'm, sure. I want to help more people with this. So I just announced today, uh, this office, the guys told them they were selling and I was on the zoom. We're ta- we're buying and I'm getting a million texts. My phone's blowing up right now. Wow. Like if anybody can do it, you can do it. Oh, we're so <laughs> excited. Blah, blah. And this was a faltering office in a prime location. So I feel like I'm going to take a, a shell property and, and make it a jewel. Um, it's like buying the lowest price property in the highest price neighborhood. So that is my new mission. And you know, my wife and daughter are like, Dad, why are you doing this? Or honey, why? Are you it's just, it's just what I do, man. Mike, I love that. And, and congratulations, by the way. I mean, that's a huge thing. And, and I, I have no doubt in my mind that that is just going to be uh, that next step, as you said, every opportunity um, and every change there, there presents themselves certain opportunities. And, and again, you're really taking that and, and running with it. And what an inspiration going through and through. And, and in these times where people are concerned or, or they tend to contract or pull back, it's true professionals who really look at that and they say, where can I grow? How can I learn and expand? And that's just, again, I'm so glad that you're on now, Mike, and you're sharing this story with everybody because hopefully it'll inspire somebody who's watching or listening to this to, to understand that now is a great time for an opportunity and doing the due diligence and research and knowing those things, taking that action is really what makes it happen. So uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah, and just one more statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is the uh, successful people do the things that others can't or hmm. won't do. And the world is faced with fear. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of fear right now in sure. the world. So, so we have to be confidence. We have to be, we have to have the confidence. We have to be confidence builders, but the biggest, and we have to help people, but the biggest transformation of wealth does occur in downtimes. Well, and, sure. and, and I don't listen, I don't ever want to take advantage of anybody's <clears throat> bad thing. And I didn't do that here. I just took over somebody who's kind of retiring. Sure. In this environment right now, what we're in, there's a lot of fear with our clients, fear with agents. There's a segment of the po- agent population that will leave the business. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So there's a need now more than ever for us to help our clients because times are a little bit tougher. Right. And so how do we overcome those obstacles? Mm-hmm. And that's what we as a team have been doing, new ways of doing business, new ways of reaching out, and new ways of carrying our clients when they're scared to death. Wow. That's what we are. And, and the way you have confidence is you become the most knowledgeable and you care about people first. That is the most important. I do what's best for my agents. I do what's best for my clients and I do what's best for people first. I don't think wow. of me. Hmm. Mike, I mean, again, that's setting that, that example perfectly all the way through and through is what people are watching and listening to us to really look up to professionals such as yourself 
who, who really have that dialed in. But you walk the talk, Mike. You practice what you preach. There's a difference. And, and, and I love the fact that you're out there representing that every day. Uh, now, when it comes to this, and this is, this is a beautiful segue into the next question because this is one of the crowd pleasers. Everybody tunes in because they want to learn from the titans. They want to learn from greatness as far as how to grow and scale or advice that you would give. So if you could look back at your career thus far, Mike, and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business or implemented that you really saw it grow, you really saw a shift, um, what's that look like for you? What advice would you give out to everybody? Um, again, you have to be a student of the business. Mm. You have to never stop learning. So that has changed over time. So just for example, yeah. and again, my wife tells me I shouldn't talk about this because most people weren't born, but I was in before the multiple listing was in the computer and the internet was out. I love it, Mike. Say yeah. that. Talk yeah. about that for sure. So, so you know, in 1989, I bought a laptop computer for $4,500. Nobody had laptops. Um, I, I, I built my first website in 1992. I worked for Prudential at the time and they didn't even have a website. So I was ahead of the game. And how did I do that? Was you didn't have uh, the internet, you didn't have blogs, email, but so I would travel to the national conventions, mm. to top speaking events, to local stuff, and I would network with other top people and I would read the book. So educate yourself yep. and, and don't just be educated, mm -mm. educate and implement. So if you listening to this, if you could just do one or two things, and there's nothing specific that I can tell you that'll make you great. Sure. It is a mindset mm -hmm. and it is a, um, um, it, it's, 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 it's a way of life. Mm -hmm. um, so, 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 so when then when the internet was coming out, mm -hmm. the real estate community was like, no, the public can't have our information. We will, the, we'll go the way of a travel agent. They won't need us anymore. Well, I embraced <laughs> the internet. The internet made our job so much easier. Instead of me having to show them 40 or 50 properties, they could look at the stuff online. We could read it down to five or 10 properties and they buy, you know, wow. um, um, you know, DocuSign, the facts changed my life. DocuSign changed our life. <laughs> the, the iPhone's only uh, since 08. So embrace right. change. So to, let me just wrap that up to today. Yeah, yeah. Today, when with the quarantine and we had to go home, I said, right. guys, Right now, we're going to educate ourselves. We're going to do all the things that we haven't had um, the time to do. Hold on one second. Oh, you're good. Um, we, we're going to do the things that we didn't have time to do. So we're going to get our contacts together more organized. We're going to um, become better at Instagram, better at Facebook. We're going to come up with a 33 touch plan. We're going to work in command. Um, Keller has this big command system. We're going to, because mm -hmm. we've been too, too busy. When you're real busy and running around, so we're, we're learning. Now, wow. the message we're doing right now is Zoom training. Hmm. I mean, I never did Zoom until two days before the shutdown. Wow. And I, I did my first Zoom because I, these people called me, they wanted to list their property. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, uh, I said, well, they couldn't see me till Saturday. I said, we're closed down. I can't come out. Yeah. So I said, hey, how about if we try this thing called Zoom? So <laughs> uh, my, my assistant set me up, you know what I mean? Like set yeah. me up. I'm in the office still, set me up. I talked to the guys. I, I had emailed them the contract and everything. I talked to the guys. They walked me through the house on their Zoom. Hmm. They um, sat down at the table. We had an hour and 15 minute conversation. 
beautiful. At the end of that, I, we connected so good, like you and I are right now. Yeah. That at the end of the conversation, they said, Mike, we're not going to even interview the other three people. Just send us the paperwork. And I got that listing. Love and so it. Now, so now for my team, I'm like, become the expert of Zoom. When you get a lead, a cold lead that someone that you don't know, when you get something from um, Zillow or, or, or Facebook or a, a per Zoom them, meet with them face to face. Mm -hmm. And the chances of you keeping getting them as a client when it's face to face is so much better than the old phone call or text or something. So Wait. become an expert of Zoom. We're doing open houses on Zoom now with the virtual tours. And it's our picture there and we'll walk on them through and answering questions. So right now, the industry is changing and we come out of it. It's going to be a different industry. Still the same fundamentals right. with values, smart, hard work, loyalty, um, knowledge, confidence. But Zoom is going to make our industry so much easier. So learn how to connect right away with everybody on Zoom how to do listing appointments, how to do open houses, how to show people the listings in the MLS while you're Zooming them. Perfect. It's going to save you time too. Right. So, so education, education, and then being a student of the industry. You know, mm -hmm. I volunteered on the national level uh, of the Board of Realtors and, and got involved with stuff like that. So I give back to the community too and sure. I help people. But Mike, I mean, everything that you're talking about is, is absolutely applicable when you're first talking about learning, right? And not just learning, but applied knowledge. I, I think that that's being a practitioner um, is crucially important, but then uh, adapting. The constant thing in life is change. And yeah. the in inconsistency is very consistent. So I, I think looking at it from that standpoint is you're, again, living proof as to as things adjust, don't necessarily try to fight it. I mean, planes take off against the wind, right? So not with it. And I think that if you're kind of following into those footsteps is doing what others necessarily aren't when people are kind of shun, shunning away is you dive deeper into it and then learn and adapt and you come out on top. And I think that that's, that's great reminders for everybody out there who's maybe thinking these things or, or feeling a little bit overwhelmed is that it can be done, but you have to take it in stride and you have to really rely on others. And there, there's so much to take away from that, Mike, but the overall message is what you're talking about is mindset as well. I mean, you have to be ready for that and you have to groom yourself in such a way to, to, to understand the change and, and appreciate it. And you have to embrace it and you do it one step at a time. Hmm. You can he hear 10 things. You can't do 10 things. Yep. You do Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. Yep. You have to do focus on one thing and become the expert. And, and, and that's, that's kind of what I do. And it's funny. As you get older, as you get more successful, it's like, ah, I'm not doing that. Ah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then you start, you know, when you're real young, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but I try, that's why I love being around. My team is a bunch of 20s, a bunch of 30s, a bunch of 40s, and a few of us between 50 and 60. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I love being around young people because they help me stay young and sure. embrace the change. But I, I remember when Facebook was coming out, it's like, oh, seven, oh, eight. People mm -hmm. like, you got to get on Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> not another thing you know i'm a mega producer I'm, i yeah. i have all the income i've ever dreamed of and yeah. like I, i'm a, i'm not and then like oh nine more and more people want it. and then in mm -hmm. 10 i said okay i'll get on facebook mm -hmm. man that took my business to the next level wow. i love facebook mm -hmm. you know now it's instagram so many millennials are more on instagram than on facebook no doubt I, I'm, on, I'm on instagram but i like facebook better to be candid with you yep so do i so do i <laughs> And because there's just more depth to it instead mm -hmm. of just a flash. Um, but 
I had an agent say to me in, uh, by 2011, he said, Mike, so I've known you four years. So now that you're on Facebook, I really know you because I'm not selling real estate. I'm who Mike McCann is. I'm mm -hmm. putting my positive news. I might share a listing or a cool thing. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I ride Harleys. That's my hobby. Uh, like maybe I'm out on a ride. It's like who I am, mm -hmm. um, my passions. So it, it took me to, and it got people to see who I am instead mm -hmm. of just a, a sign that said Mike McCann, the real estate man. So sure. embrace change, embrace mm -hmm. Zoom. Huge messaging, Mike. And again, I appreciate that. That's, that's years of wisdom that's just compact into minutes, which is absolutely beautiful. But again, I'll have Mike's contact info links so you can follow him on different social media sites and engage with this content and really learn from one of the best and brightest. But Mike, I do want to shift gears on this. And this is the tricky part of the series and the interview. And it's the challenge question. I lead into it with every Titan this way. We all deal with challenges and struggles in our lives, whether it's in the past, we're dealing with it now, or into the future, we haven't experienced it yet. But it doesn't necessarily matter, in my opinion, what it is. It's what we can learn from, grow from, and share, and really connect with people. So, and not to downplay pain or sorrow, whether it's personal or professional, but Mike, if you're comfortable sharing a challenge you dealt with, that you overcame, that you came stronger because of it, what's sure. that look like for you? Sure. Um, it's why I do get asked a lot of questions like, you know, where did you fail in your life and this and that? Mm -hmm. I, I will tell you, I don't allow failure in my life. Oof. I have tough moments. Mm -hmm. I have tough situations. I hang the phone up and move on to the next thing. Wow. I don't allow negativity in my life. But where that came from, that came from, I grew up, my father was an alcoholic. Mm. I, so from eight, nine, 10, I lived with an alcoholic. Wow. We were poor. We had nothing. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, my parents got divorced. I was, had no food. So mm -hmm. in my mind, I always said, I am never going to live like this. This is never going to be me. Now, thank God, my father, when I was 14, got sober, 50 years of sobriety. So wow. I saw him change. Um, my mom raised us. It was myself and three sisters. Mm -hmm. We had no money. And, and, but my mom raised us with love. Wow. So inside, but, but as a young child, I was humiliated. None of my friends had divorced parents or alcoholic fathers. And I was in a blue-collar cop, fireman, teacher, city worker type neighborhood. It was humiliating. So wow. inside, so that fire in me was like, I will never, and, and the, having the, the, the shackles of poverty hmm. and it was horrible. So that's embedded into me today. Okay. And, you know, so here I am, I'm, I'm 10 years old and everybody in my neighborhood has a mini bike. Hmm. I can't, mom said, Michael, you can have one. I can't buy it for you. And she's crying. I'm like, mom, that's okay. And I saved up and saved up and I bought a mini bike. And wow. you know what? Nobody cared about their mini bike more than me. Nobody drove it more than me. Nobody, because I earned it myself. My parent didn't hand it to me. Love that. As a result, we raised our children. You know, I wasn't an alcoholic and I didn't, they weren't poor, but sure. we made them earn their things. We made mm -hmm. them save up for their first year of college. And we wow. said, if you get honors, we'll, we'll step that forward. But they mm -hmm. had to write a check. We never, we, that we made them earn things. So earning, wow. and that's why I love life so much and why I'm so grateful. Um, so, so that, so really it was an early personal thing today. Yeah. And that's, and my mom taught me to love, even though we're poor, my mom told me to love everybody hmm. and to help everybody. And so inside going through school, that's where I was working 11 years mm -hmm. old. I was a dishwasher working 33 hours a week, wow. Friday night from four to 12, hmm. four to two, Saturday, four to two and Sunday, uh, four to 10 that help pay bills. 
I'm yeah. freaking 11 years old. Anyway, um, I really, so that the, then the biggest struggle I had was hmm. not knowing what I wanted to do. Wow. So here I am knowing that whatever I do, I'm going to do the best. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I was, I was a C student in school cause I was working and I had these problems at home and sure. you know, like I, I was not a focus, but whatever I focused on, uh, like I was the smallest kid on the football team, but I started and the coaches say, the littlest kid on the team works the hardest because I was going to start. I don't care how big you are. You are better than me. Love and, it. And, and then, and then the entrepreneur, so, so, so those were my struggles yeah. early on hmm. that I just kept in me and I used it as a positive. Wow. And that's what you have. That's what you have to, you, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandfather says, said to my father and my father said to me, and I heard my grandfather say, and he's passed away now is wow. life is beautiful if you don't weaken. Hmm. And that is so true. Wow. So life is so beautiful, but it's brutal. My father just passed away on Thursday. It was heartbreaking. Oh, it's unbelievable. God. The guy lived life to the fullest and he loved life. Once he got sober, hmm. he, he, be, he became in great shape. He was an adventurer. He was a great writer. He was a college professor. He hmm. um, um, uh, loved to fly fishing, loved to hunt. He loved to hang with his intellectual people. He lived life to the fullest once he got sober. Hmm. And, you know, so, so, um, and he just passed away. It's sad. So we're, we're at my dad's and, you know, it's heartbreaking. But one minute we're laughing, talking about him. Next mm -hmm. minute we're doing it. And, and it's sad, but I have to move on. Right. And yet I have a deep feeling for my dad, what he became. You know, early on I was going to kill him. But, but I, I, you know, once he got sober, 15, 16, and he started to change, then I uh, – so, so um, yeah, you, you can't let things get you down. If you live in your head, you're in trouble. You know, right. today while we're home at Zoom, we, everybody's like, oh, blah, blah. I said, oh, I feel so bad. You, live, you have heat, electricity, uh -huh. the internet, um, Netflix, right. um, food. <laughs> like, cut me a break. There's, there's 7 billion people in this country. Mm. 2 billion don't have food. So how can we complain? Yeah. Think of that. And that's why every day I talk to God in the shower, I thank God mm. for heat, hot water, the health wow. and well-being of my family. Um, uh, and, and, um, and so I'm grateful every single day. So wow. gratitude is an attitude mm -hmm. and don't forget where you came from. Mm -hmm. And also, again, you can look at me. I was not always the real estate man and, and I came from nothing. And sure. if I can do it, you can do it. And that's the attitude you have to have. I'm sorry. I'm old school, no. rambling, but, but that that's, it's not any one system. Oh, mm -hmm. use this system and you'll be successful. No, no. It's your entity, mm -hmm. who you are, how you feel, how you treat people. And I thank God that I was raised in that environment because my mm -hmm. mom taught me to love. So I love my client. Whether my wow. guy's a bummer, I love him. Oh, he's a CEO. I love, I might love him differently, but, but like I, sure. can, I can identify with people on every level because I find things I love in people. Hmm. And, and listen, that, that, when I was a young kid, if, if I was too nice, you know, somebody might try to beat me up. Well, that wasn't happening. I mean, you know, like you have right. to be tough too. If somebody takes advantage of myself and my family, I'm tough. That's but right. That's right. I love first. So, Mike, when, when you're going into all that, and, and again, thanks for sharing that because it's not easy to talk about, you know, struggle or pain or sorrow or, or past in that that standpoint. But again, it's it's molded you and made you the man that you are. And and I, I think that you know, there's that adage thrown around: "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." 
Um, I'm a firm believer of that. And, and that's where a lot of who we are is molded and shaped is through those timeframes. And you can let it defeat you and define you, or you can grow from that and, and become a better person. And not just for yourself, but for everybody who's around you in your life. And, and you do that, Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love this conversation that's going on right now because it's so inspiring. And, and, and there's so many of us out there that think, oh gosh, our life is hard. And like you were saying, hey, you have heat, you have hot water, you have food, you have shelter. It's not that bad because there are people that have things much worse. And, and so the, the attitude of gratitude and, and feeling blessed every day is something that all of us need to do more. And no matter yeah, how much. And I just want to compare yourself with yourself. So here you go. Mm -hmm. So, so where I grew up, I don't live there anymore, but all my friends like, I'm the biggest success, you know, but, but, mm -hmm. and I say, guys, I'm, I'm still who I was back then because if I say, yeah, I'm bigger and more successful than you, well, I compare myself with them, but then I can compare myself to Gary Keller and I'm a freaking loser. I'm a loser. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I want to, am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I better next week than I was last week? Am I better next year? Than, and that's what we try to do. That's the joy of life. Comparing yourself with yourself and trying to get better. Um, right now on this pandemic kick, uh, you know, I was doing 100 push-ups a day. Now I'm doing 250 push-ups a day. Love but make it, it sure I stay healthy, <laughs> you know, eat right, and and not watch too much Netflix. I watch it at nighttime with my wife. Sure, and, sure. and and I'm, um, so you gotta you gotta gotta keep your game up. You have to stay grateful, and you have to um, um, compare yourself with yourself. Love it, Mike. I, I mean, I, I think that that's looking in the mirror and, and that's, you know, your biggest competition is, is the reflection right back at you. And I, I love that you say that because coming from somebody like you, Mike, who's been through so much and seen so much and experienced so many different perspectives, it's truth. You're speaking truth. And, and, and again, I know that you're giving the advice that you give directly to yourself, to the audience that's watching or listening. Uh, and it's just an absolute honor and incredible aspect that we're diving in. I want to go to this portion. This is the next question. It's on the similar vein. Now, this is not designed to change who you are or change anything that you have been through in your life. However, if you could go back in time, Mike, and this is any time frame, any age range, give your younger self a piece of advice or two. What would you say to young Mike? Hmm. Um, I would tell... Uh, Honestly, I know this is terrible, but no, so, this is good. But, but but believe that you are as good as anybody else, mm. and if you believe it, you can achieve it. And, and and that's what I always believed. I remember in school doing projects, seventh grade. They're like, uh, you know, um, you know that I'm, I was going to be a millionaire. Like mm. it, it sounds terrible. What are you wow. going to do? I don't know, but I'm going to do it. Eighth mm. grade, I'm going to do it. My friends, I'm going to do it. Like that was my mindset. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So, mm. so maybe I wish I found something earlier. God, okay. if I found real estate at 18 or 21, you know, that would be great. I, found that at, I found that at 28 or 27. Yeah. Um, um, so um, what else? Um, listen, I, I, I don't really, I don't, I didn't go to college. I kind of wish I did, okay. you know, but, but, but I couldn't afford it. Like I mm. went, to, I went to college for a couple of days. I had a scholarship okay. and I like, I don't know what I want to do. This is a waste wow. of time. I can't afford it. I can't mm. afford to to have my car in my place and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, so I mean, that might be a slight regret because when my my son went to Penn State and I was like, oh man, I would have loved to have gone yeah. here. Four years. 
Um, so, uh, so what would I tell them? Just know, uh, just believe mm. in your dreams. Yeah. Uh, you, you, hopefully you can find a dream, believe in your dream, never mm. give up. Um, and, and you got to love everybody. You mm. really do. You, you have to love everybody. Mm. I, you know, like Martin Luther King said, I judge a person by their character. Mm. I don't prejudge from hearsay or from appearance. Mm -hmm. um, I do love everybody. And then it's so much, you know, it takes less energy to smile than it does to frown. Yeah. I, my mom taught me to smile. I love to smile. That's yeah. what I, I love to have fun. I have fun in my business. Mm. Now I might be this luckily super successful guy, but I have fun. Uh, it's mm. not my clients. I'm connected with them. It's not yeah. all business. You know, <laughs> I have fun and I'm important in people's lives. So, so that, I don't think I really answered that question. No, you did. That, you did. No, Mike, that was, that was beautiful when you're talking about that. And, and this isn't designed again. It's just, it's a, it's a thought provoking portion, which I love because we can't go back in time and we can't change anything that we've done. And we would want to, because we are who we are because of it. However, this is advice that we can take today and we can reflect and have an impact on our future for the actions and decisions we make today. So that what you no, just, no, no matter what it is, if it's real estate, yeah. you, you just look at the best people and you, and you, yeah, they've already discovered it. So you just want, like when I was the first six years, mm -hmm. I was with a real estate company. I was such a schmuck. I was with, <laughs> at, the, at the Philly word. If you never heard of it, yeah, but I, it. I have a bad Philly accent. If you haven't noticed, no. um, but <laughs> it's great, Mike, um, but, but I was with a real estate company that didn't sell real estate. All they did was property management. They, I didn't know that. It was my oh. friend's friend. And I'm in the basement of this little house. Um, and they, I got a phone book and a um, telephone. And he said, start calling people. So I, I didn't know, um, you know what I did know. So but today, if I was brand new, I would go to a program where, there's a, um, where they have the training, hmm. they have the support, and associate with the best people. So what I had to do is I looked at people who didn't even know me. I would just watch what they were doing and yeah. I would try to mimic that stuff. Mm -hmm. So to, today, if, if I got the Keller Williams handbook, I would have in a cup five, I would have just taken every advice and just listened to what they told me to do. And I would have succeeded so much faster and so much easier. Wow. Do I regret the way I did it? Absolutely not. Hmm. The harder you work, the luckier you get and, and, and the more rewarding yes. it is. Hmm. But, um, but I would listen. I would not become the expert. When I go to a doctor, I listen to their advice. I'll ask them a few, but I don't say, well, no, doc, I want to do it this way. No, <laughs> I would get in real estate. Now, if you had the brain of an engineer, you shouldn't be a realtor. A real, there's two different mindsets. Yeah. My wife has the brain of an engineer. She helped me organize early in my days, my checklists and my system. She thinks like an engineer. And, and now my daughter's my operation manager. She's the brain of an wow. engineer. Okay. I have the brain of a, Salesperson, I love people. I'm a deal maker. I like to have fun, but I don't want to sit there and look at the technical. Like I still am out. I still personally sell 100, 150 properties a year. I'm oh out on the God. street. I'm not a team Mike. leader just looking at numbers. That's awesome. So, so you take your know what you do best. Hmm. Find something that complements that, and then become the best at it because you love it. Not to beat you. Not to, because you love it, and that's the best advice I could give anyone today. Find something that you love.
Mike, I, I love this. I mean, this, this episode is just chock full of incredible information. And again, your passion, your warmth. When you talk about loving your people, Mike, I feel like I've known you forever. I, we, we're just hanging out over this call. It's incredible. So hopefully everybody's feeling this passion and love for Mike because it's absolutely incredible. Uh, but I do want to go through this next portion into here. And this is actually the secondary crowd pleaser. We got two questions left and we're almost done, Mike. So this, this second one, um, second to last one, ends up being the feeding of the mind question. So obviously, you, you, this has been a consistent message throughout your, your interview and your episode is, you know, constantly learning and applying. So everybody wants to learn from the Titans and how they're feeding their minds, how they're growing. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, conferences and, and masterminds and then learning from others. But how are you feeding your mind if it's, if it's that way with books, podcasts, I mean, some of your favorites, that sort of thing? Um, how are you feeding your mind, Mike? Um, again, early on it was books, you know, it's, oh, hard yeah. to read, it's hard to read books now in this technology podcast <laughs> zoom thing. I, I, I will tell you, I have a harder time. I'm falling asleep reading books sure. anymore. <laughs> I love books, but you know, um, some of those early, I shouldn't have had them. I better, they're upstairs. No, uh, you're good. My wife was in the office, so I'm down in the dining area, but, um, uh, some of them were thinking grow rich and, yeah. and, um, some of those old guys were just unbelievable early on. Yeah. But today, today, again, I'm, I'm new to Keller Williams about a year and three months. Okay. I really never had a mentor in real estate. I always had to learn it myself because the first six years, there was no one to teach me. Wow. And then when I went to Prudential, I was already the number one agent. And I, I watched other people. Um, but I have been uh, in awe of Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. He's probably the first mentor I've ever had in real estate. Wow. And I listen to his blogs. I read his books. Yeah. Um, uh, the one thing, um, shift, uh, the millionaire real estate agent, but, but I listen to his blogs and I hear him talk and he is, he's not some guy, blah, blah, blah. he's just very, very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. He's been an industry Titan talk oh, about yeah. Titan changer, but he talks from the heart. Mm-hmm. He talks from, you know, when the company did this and they, it didn't work out and they did this, he talks like real life, kind of like I do. Um, so a lot, a lot of his stuff, but also, um, um, there's a, I don't even know the name, but there's a lot of po- this downtime. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I've been on a lot of Zooms with top economists. Um, so kind of everything. So right yeah. now you can get it from the seat of your pants, which is, you know, sitting <laughs> on the couch, you can, you can get it. Um, you have to, but you have to be selective too, because um, there's a lot out there right now. Um, so read, uh, to me, I would read, um, but I would also um, just listen to inspirational stories. Mm-hmm. When I was a young kid uh, in uh, fourth grade, I, got, I had to do a book report wow. and I read this book uh, on Thomas Edison hmm. and I was fourth grade. I fell in love with Thomas Edison. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, the only books I ever read were nonfiction books on people's life story. Interesting. So my whole life, yes. So my whole life, I love Thomas Edison, you know, he worked his butt off mm-hmm. and, but you know, he, well, there's, there's another guy who really invented electricity, but he sure. got the potion for electricity, but, but uh, he was unbelievable. So I've always read in, I'd be on vacation. I'm always reading about somebody's from, zero to to a million you know from nothing to something i love reading success stories so that's inspirational so not nothing's just about the business sure i love reading about the business Mm -hmm. um so i don't have any one great book um um, that i'm that i'm reading right now um i don't have any one 
great podcast. There's so much out there. Just Google it. Just go. There's just so many things out there. Um, so, so, but you have to do it. Like that's what I, when I'm driving in the car, man, not on my phone, I'm listening to somebody hmm. talk, you know, somebody who has a team of, you know, there, there, there's a guy in Calabonza's, who's um, what, I think it's like 23, no, 5,000 trans. I do seven, 800 transactions a year, about three, mm-hmm. 350 million, pretty consistently. Sure. But there's got now, now there's guys that are doing 2,200 transactions. And I'm listening. I don't know if I'm going to go there. If I sure. chose to go there, I could. No doubt. My team is like a family for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't just grow. I could, like, right. I have to feel, I, you know, I have yeah. to feel. You're not just growing for the sake of growing, Mike. Exactly. You you know, I mean, there's always another level and there's always somebody, just like we were talking before, there's always somebody that is above and there's always somebody that's below. And no matter what level you're at, and I think that that's that's a a way to appreciate life and and, um, just what really matters to you and to your expectations. And again, that advice you gave earlier you know, compete with yourself and, and not look at what others are doing. It's, it's interesting to kind of go out of that and say, okay, well, there are people that are doing this. Do I want to go that way? And that's a very personal, intimate decision. But I think that um, at the end of the day, Mike, what you're doing is, <laughs> to say the least, an understatement, absolutely incredible. Um, and, and again, setting that standard for so many people, if they wanted to look outside of themselves for inspiration or for somebody to really look up and emulate um, you're that guy, 100%, Mike. This is just incredible stuff. Uh, I want to go down this uh, this road to finish everything up. And, and uh, just so everybody knows, I'll have links in the comments down below. Mike, you did mention a few of those books and things along those lines and, and, and great takeaways and influencers. So I'll, I'll feed everybody's minds the same way that Mike is doing with the links in the comments down below. But you've, you've shared so many wise words and uh, you know different sayings that are out there. So this last question is a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional, what's that look like for Mike McCann? Well, well first, they, they call them mechanisms. Oh, so, mechanisms. Um, I love so, that. <laughs> so I, I have a bunch of, and I have a, uh, a big frame thing on my wall with me on a motorcycle and my wife, yeah. and then with all these quotes and, and people, um, and people, my team wrote all this stuff on it. Awesome. Um, um, but... Um, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, my team is my family so much that they bought me the Hotel California album and they framed it. And because that has a song before your time, but you might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. And it's where it says where it's such a lovely place, but you can never leave. But, like when you come to my team, that, that's how I embrace you mm-hmm. and I'm into your growth. So the mechanisms are. Um, and a lot of these I got when I sold vacuums door to door for three and a half years when interest rates were 21%. That was one of my mentors, not a real estate mentor, but my mentor in the American dream hmm. in entrepreneurial. This gentleman's parents had come here from the Holocaust. He was trying to get his law degree. No one would hire him. He had to sell vacuum. He became a lawyer, but he ended up becoming a millionaire owning all these Kirby va- vacuum cleaners. Yeah. And he taught me, you know, never, I, we have Churchill, my team with the Churchill. Never, never, never give up. Wow, love that. Can't means won't. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. No, that means you won't do that, Greg. Mm-hmm. The harder you work, and I say smarter now, the luckier you get. Wow. Um, um, if you believe, you can achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, if he or she can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, uh, and uh, I'm a U2 guy, the, the, the band yeah. U2. Sure. It's a beautiful day. When I walk in the office every day, I'm like... <laughs> kind of a day is it no it's a beautiful day you know? uh, that's beautiful. i'm gonna play that song at my funeral so, so uh, just 
Um, and, and just, boy, do I feel great. I mean, mm. we, when we were selling vacuums, we would go in in the morning, they'd do these little pep rallies, mm. and we'd be like, boy, do I feel great. Boy, do I feel great. <laughs> and we'd sing some songs, and then we'd grab this $650 vacuum and go door to door selling it in 79. Wow. Freaking, could you imagine that today? Oh, like, knocking on doors. <laughs> I still have calluses on my knuckles from doing that. But that was my wow. will to succeed. Hmm. So, um, so, 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 so those that never, never give up the hardy work, the lucky you get, can't means won't. If hmm. he can do it, she can do it. I can do it. Patient is a great one. Oh. Patient, persistence overcomes resistance. Oof, that so is a great when, one. when I saw vacuums, that was more like high pressure sale. Here, just hmm. sign right here. Here, just sign right here. You don't sure. want your family living in this dust or whatever. But, hmm. but, but real estate is one of the, the biggest things in people's lives. So you have to be patient, persistence overcomes resistance, whether wow. it's them selling the hot house, whether it's negotiating an offer, whether it's dealing with the inspection issues, mm. patient, persistence, and communication is the key to success. Mm. Nobody communicates better than me, Greg. Nobody wow. responds faster. Nobody mm. gives more detail. Mm. Today, so many of all my millennial people, they give these short, yes, no, they, like they, right. they, they're not clear. Um, and, and I tell a story uh, when I'm presenting an offer. I wow. tell a story when I'm giving a response on a home inspection. Mm-hmm. I tell a story and I say, um, whatever you, great, this is a great line mm-hmm. that, that I always use for people wow. um, in email, text, or talking mm-hmm. is, Greg, whatever you want to do is fine with me. But if you were my brother, this is what I would recommend that you do. So, 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 so I've, I've downgraded you instead of like, no, Greg, you got to do this. This is a great deal. No, no, Greg, whatever you want to do is fine with me. Hmm. And, uh, and I'm only going to give him a solution that I totally believe in. Right. I'm not going to do that to make a free, to make a commission. No. Okay. You can't do that. So, so, and then I'll be like, um, if you were my brother or if this were my property, this is what I would do. And then I'll go into my solution. Um, and then, you know, I'll see what their questions are and, and I'll, and I'll do that. And then when I present that response back, that person I'm talking back to, I said, listen, and, and I'll tell a story like, um, you know, they, this is initially not what they wanted to do, but blah, 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 blah. So I give things and, and I can't tell you how many deals I close for other agents where I say, listen, we can't close a deal and we're negotiating. It's a million dollar deal. We're negotiating for a week or two. I said, listen. Mary, I'm going to send you a D- an email. I want you to send it to your client. Mm. No, Mike, I can't do that. I had one recently. No, I can't do it. I said, Mary, I'll send it to you like I'm talking to you. Yeah. Just flip it to your client. No, no. So it was 1030 at night. I convinced her to send it to her client. So I told the story why it was best for her and her client to take our counter proposal. Wow. 530 in the morning. She, she didn't get it to me until about 830 in the morning. Mm-hmm. The, it was a, he was a doctor. He mm-hmm. responded and said, okay, I'll take the deal. Because all I did was explain why it was best for him mm-hmm. to take our deal. So we think we know it. We, we might know it. But if we don't tell our clients who don't know our business the whole story, it's not happening. Probably the best advice I can give a real estate agent today. You yeah. need emotional intelligence. It's an emotional – residential real estate is an emotional business. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just the other proudest thing that I am is oh, I yeah. love that I've built agents who become very, very successful. But mm-hmm. I've built many, dozens and dozens and dozens of millionaires in real estate, wow. again, through the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, the 20s, investing in real estate. 
Mm. You know, at the end of someone's life, typically their biggest wealth is their home. Mm. So I always tell my millennial buyers, because that's a big seg, about 65% of our market. I always say, if when you pass away, you have one home, you'll have so much wealth. You pass away and you have 20 homes, you have a lot more wealth. Right. Uh, We can buy real estate now. And when this little three-year-old is going to college, sell that and pay for their college. Wow. I said, listen, you don't need the money off of the real estate now. I love single family homes. Mm-hmm. I, my goal in 1988, I bought one home a year. Wow. And it was a little blue collar neighborhood mm-hmm. homes at, where an area where it was have upward mobility potential mm-hmm. where I could get a good tenant, but just, but, and the rent covered my mortgage and maybe a hundred bucks a month, no real right. big income. But yeah. I tell people, you, you're making your living in your, in your, if it's real estate, in your real estate business, or if you're mm-hmm. a doctor in your doctor business. Right. You build wealth owning real estate. So we mm-hmm. make money selling real estate. If you want to build true wealth, you need to own real estate. Wow. Well said. And that, that is the best advice. So oh. I, I've done that to many people and mm-hmm. they thank me. I mean, <laughs> so many people say, I owe you my life. I'm like, shut up. You uh. know? But, I love, but that is, and they're scared to death, but mm-hmm. I'm their confidence guy. And I wouldn't wow. do it if I didn't think it was best. Wow, Mike, I mean, everything that you've mentioned and more today has just been absolutely incredible. And, and when you're talking about the mechanisms that you had mentioned out there, that list is, is great. And, and I'm a big fan of, of those. I, I put out a quote a day from all different sources on social media, and I absolutely love that. And I think that it's, it's ultra positive, but taking the action and response to it. And obviously, again, you live this. You're living this on a daily basis, Mike. This isn't just something to pep or motivate. This is real advice from a real person who's done these things and had huge effect and impact on the community and the real estate world. So Mike, uh, I have to thank you again. It was an absolute honor and pleasure. You are a real estate titan, my friend. So that is that is a thing that is 100% official. Thanks, man. And all the best to everybody out there. Never, never, never give up. Can't means won't. And if you believe you can achieve. Greg, God bless. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate okay. it. And everybody, okay. thank oh. you so much for all your time and attention. As always, your love and support. If you like here what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to YouTube, follow us on Instagram. Um, I do have to give our sponsor a shout out, Linebolt Media. So if you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally in the real estate world with the best and brightest minds, leveraging and automating, please visit Real Estate uh, Titans. But our sponsor is Linebolt Media. So visit lineboltmedia.com. Uh, We are live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Thanks, Keep on keeping on. Thank you.